Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. And uh, since I'm not going to get to my notes tonight, let me ask you to open up to Matthew. Matthew chapter 9, okay? And I'll just, I'll just speak about a couple of scriptures here that fit in with what God is telling us about. Because what God is telling us about is that it, it takes us to reach our world. It takes us, you know. We're reaching around the world every day. All over the world, people are being a witness. All over the world, uh, just, just being kind. Five things the Bible said that's important to God that we do. Jesus said, if you do these five things, okay, if you'll do this to someone else, It'll be just like you're doing it to me. He said, in, in, you know, in, in when, when we get to heaven, when we get to the, to, the, to the gates, he said he'll start separating people. You go over there and you go over there. You go over there and you go over there. And he'll have these two groups. And, and he'll say to one of them, uh, you know, uh, gosh, I was hungry and you didn't give me anything to eat. That means you don't care about anybody else. I was hungry. And you didn't give me anything to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was naked and you didn't even care. You didn't do anything to help me. I was sick and you never even encouraged me, ministered to me. I was in prison and I didn't even get a visit. You've forgotten about me and my hardships you didn't care about me. You, you lived life only caring about yourself. He said, you know, you're over there. And he said to these over here, he said, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was naked and you, you, you helped me get some clothes. I was sick and you, and you cared about me and you ministered to me. I was, I was in prison and you reached out to me. Both groups will say, Lord, when did we or when didn't we do that to you? I mean, Jesus, if, if any one of us saw Jesus needing something, we would do it, right? Well, he said, inasmuch as you do or don't do these things for others who are hungry and thirsty, who are naked, who are sick and, 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 and in some prison, even a prison of their own making. He said, inasmuch as you don't reach out and, and help others in my name, you're not doing it to me. But when you do it in my name, now just doing it for doing its sake is not what he's talking about. He's talking about those who are doing it because we have the, we, we're compelled with a passion and a compassion that comes from Christ. He said, you're doing it for me. You know, one day Jesus was ministering. He had ministered in Matthew chapter 9. He had ministered all day long. I mean, he had been, he, he had been doing everything. He's uh, you know, answering questions. He had healed blind men. It's the day that he had called Matthew as a tax collector to come and be a part of his group. And he was doing all kinds of things. Uh, there was a man who couldn't speak and Jesus, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 helped that man and stopped and ministered to him and, and, and cast uh, uh, devils out of people. Jesus was busy that day, really busy. And in verse 35, the Bible says that, of chapter 9, that Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every manner of sickness and, and, and every disease among the people. Matthew 9, verse 
35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus was busy. Would you agree he was busy? He was really, really busy, okay? I mean, he was so, so, so busy. And he was doing everything that he could. He was teaching, he was preaching, he was healing. He was teaching, he was preaching, he was healing. He was doing everything. I mean, he was, he was working himself, you know, day and night. I mean, and, and, and when others would go to sleep, he would stay up praying. And he would get up early, the Bible says, and go out to a place. And every Sabbath, he found himself in church, the Bible says. It was his custom. It was his, uh, his, 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 his manner of life. It was his commitment to be in church every week. And then he also went out and ministered every step step, every step of the way. And then as Jesus was doing everything he could do in verse 36, it says, but when Jesus saw the multitudes, when he looked up, another gospel says, when Jesus looked up and saw the multitudes, Jesus was, was, was ministering. He was busy, 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 busy. And but when he saw the multitudes, whenever Jesus saw all the needs of all the people and, and, and he would see 5,000, sometimes as many as perhaps 15,000 people running across the hills, running toward him. The Bible says they would run all the way around the shore of the Sea of Galilee because they thought that perhaps he had taken a boat and went to the other side and so that they would come. 5,000, 7,000 would come running to him because they all wanted to be touched by him. They all wanted to be fed by him. They all wanted to be healed by him. They all wanted to be taught by him because his words were the words of life. And when Jesus looked and saw the multitudes, he was moved with passion, compassion. He was moved with love, with the, with the love that motivates us. You know, there, there, there are different kinds of love. Uh, but, but this was the love that made him want to do something for them. This was the love that made him want to help them. You know, some people love. They can love silently. Some people can love, you know, without any passion. Some people can love without any action, okay? Uh, you know, without, without any, uh, what, what one preacher used to say, if there is no emotion in your love affair, there is probably no motion at all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people love without doing anything about it. But Jesus was not the kind of person that loved without showing his love. And when he looked up and saw how many people there were, he was doing everything he could do. He was teaching, he was preaching, he was healing, he was, he was, he was going everywhere he could go. And he looked up and he saw how many people there were. And he in himself knew that no one person would ever be able to listen to the prayer request. Would no one person would ever be able to give the counseling that was needed. No one person would ever be able to e e even to pay attention, even to help. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Why? Because they were very tired and they were scattered. What were they tired of? They were, they were very tired because they were always looking for help. The multitudes are looking for answers. They're weary. 
They are weary like the woman who had the, who, who had the issue of blood. Uh, she, she, had, she had been to all the doctors. She had spent everything she had, and she had not grown any better, but rather grown worse. She was tired. She was weary. She had been on a long road. She, had, she was looking for help. She needed answers. She needed somebody to talk to her. This is what he was saying. People need. There are so many needs out here in the world. The greatest need they have is the need to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and become a need meter because you can. You can be blessed to the point to where you are a blessing. But when he looked up and saw them, they were weary and they were scattered. They were like sheep that did not have a shepherd. What would that be like? What would it be like? Can you, can you, can you put that imagination in your mind for just a moment? Imagine, imagine sheep. Imagine this. Now, on that day, there were no, no fences, okay? Imagine a herd of sheep. Imagine 5,000, 7,000. Imagine 7.2 billion sheep in the world. People with no shepherd. No one to lead them beside the still waters. No one to, 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 to use the rod to guide them. and no, no one to give them direction. No one to keep the wolves away at night. Do you know that, that, that Abraham was a very wealthy man? He had a lot of sheep, but he also had 318 trained under shepherds. Why? Because one man cannot take care of sheep. And one man cannot take care of even a few sheep. Because in the daytime, you have to feed them. But at nighttime, you have to keep the wolves and the bears away. And you can't stay up 24 hours a day watching. And people need 24 hours a day. And that's what Jesus saw. Jesus saw that there, there's too many needs for me to meet. And so he turned to his disciples. And he said, the harvest, truly, it's abundant. It's plentiful. The only thing that we are lacking in this scenario, Jesus said. Now, here's Jesus, the Son of God, Savior of the world, standing on planet Earth, teaching and preaching and healing. But all of a sudden, he was overwhelmed with the magnitude of the need of individuals. And he turned and he said, he loved them so much. He said to his disciples, there's too many. There's too many for me to meet their needs. I'll never be able to meet all their needs. They're tired and they're scattering like sheep with no one to look after them. He said, the harvest truly is abundant. It's plentiful. It's just the shepherds that are few. We don't have enough people taking care of other people. I don't know about you, but I run out of daytime every day. I run out of hours every day, every day. I got up this morning with emails and with texts that I didn't even look at from the day before. I couldn't. I traveled. It was 48 hours from the time I got up to the time I went to bed yesterday. 48 hours exactly from the time that I got up until the time I went to bed. Brenda said, did you sleep on the plane? I said, no, I didn't. I slept about an hour. It was about all I was able to sleep. I don't know how it happens. People ask me, well, do you have jet lag? No, I don't. I feel just like this all the time. I never have jet lag. No. I travel a lot, but it's, I, I don't know what it is, but I do know this. There's more to do 
than one man can do. There's more in every person's life than they can get to. But the critical need is Christ in the lives of others. Many of you know what I mean. Uh, you know, here's Brian. I talked last time I talked to Brian. I think I think he had just gotten off the plane from somewhere. I don't remember where, Columbia. He got on the plane, Columbia. Had been like I don't know, 24 or 36 hours, and he got got in. He got in Houston like at I don't know, 5:40 in the morning, and then he came to church that Sunday morning. Last Sunday morning I left. He came from Columbia, traveling all day long. Got to Houston and came to church before he went home and had a nap. I guess I don't know if he had a nap or not. You know, Bill married, I don't see him tonight, but Bill often comes from some other world. I'll say, Bill, when I see him on a Wednesday night, where'd you come from? Well, I, you know, I just got in from, you know, uh, you know, Bangladesh or somewhere like that. And uh, it's just, it's just amazing. Randall Simon, bless his heart. Every time I see him, he's either saying, well, I'm back from Singapore or I'm leaving in the morning for Singapore. Where is he right now? Singapore. Okay. <laughs> That's a long ride. Sometimes I fly Singapore airline when I'm going to Moscow because it has to stop in Moscow and get more gas so it can't go all the way to Singapore. <laughs> it is halfway. Moscow is halfway to Singapore. You fly over Canada and over the top. Instead of going around the world, you go over the world. And then it goes down on down to the bottom of the world that way. It's just nutty. And here these people are, you know, in, in church. Come to, listen, the work does not, the, the work never ends. Jesus said, there are plenty people wanting Jesus. We just don't have enough people to tell them about it, to encourage them, to pray for them, to give them a little word, a little opportunity. And Jesus said this, would you pray with me? Would you just pray with me? Pray, therefore, he said. I just need you to pray that the Lord of the harvest, who is the Lord of the harvest? Jesus, isn't that strange? Jesus is saying, listen, I want you to pray with me that I could do whatever it takes to get more people engaged in the work of the Lord. And so then he went away to do that very thing, to send the Holy Spirit back so every one of us could be his hands extended, his heart open, his voice heard in the earth. In just a second, I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to pray with you. And we're going to pray together and we're going to ask God to give us more labors. We're going to ask God to, to use you. We're going to ask God to, to, to use our friends that as we go into, you know, in, into our community, home and in school and, and you know, uh, workplaces, wherever we go, that we, would, uh, that we would take on a little responsibility of working for him. That we wouldn't live a selfish life. That we would not end up being one of those over here that I was hungry and you, you didn't care a thing about me. But rather we'd be over here. That when, when did we feed you? Every time you fed anybody in my name, I counted it as you feeding me. Encouraging me. You praying for me. That makes a difference. Okay? I'm going to ask you to shoulder a part of the load because there's still billions of people that need. And the multitudes are increasing. And all they want is Jesus. We just need somebody, somebody to help them, to tell them, and to do the work.